welcome to episode 5 of my podcast. My name is Ruth Wei. I'm going to be your host for this podcast. And um, I'm, I'm really excited that you decided to listen to this podcast today. Because we're going to talk about something that people tend to confuse a lot of times with sadness. And it's called depression. So in episode 4, I talked about premenstrual dysphoric disorder, which is a type of depression. But today, I am going to be talking about a different type of depression, which is disruptive mood dysregulation disorder. So most of the time, people do not understand the severity of depression when they decide to say i'm depressed i feel depressed yeah most of the time what you are referring to as depression is actually sadness because depression is very serious depression is very very draining in terms of your emotions and your thoughts where you start seeing everything as hopeless everything in your life becomes hopeless you become you start seeing people as if they don't understand you they don't get you they don't listen to you and everything that you do feels like it's pointless you know that extent of emotion and feelings and thoughts is majorly depression sadness is a normal type of emotion where it's normal to feel sad and sadness doesn't come with hopelessness if sadness is accompanied by hopelessness and feeling like you don't want to leave then that is depression but if it's just purely an emotion of um, feeling unhappy then that is sadness and today i want us to talk about depressive disruptive mood dysregulation disorder it's a type of depression yeah and i just want to give you the signs and symptoms of this disorder because you know most of the time people don't see their own disrupt depressive signs and symptoms and it's usually the people around them notice the signs and symptoms of depression and i think the point of my podcast is to educate people who might not know what depression stands for or what depression implies or how depression manifests itself in someone's life and i think if you and if i if i teach people enough about how depression looks like and they're able to identify it then it would really really help a lot of people because sometimes not everybody is is able to get a therapist or go see a psychiatrist yeah and you know it's it's very expensive like i said but i mean if you find someone who knows your symptoms who's realized you have particular symptoms it is easy for them to help you deal with it even if they're not a psychiatrist, even if they're not a therapist. So, disruptive mood dysregulation disorder is a childhood condition of extreme 
note the keywords extreme irritability anger and frequent intense temper outbursts okay so the core feature of disruptive mood dysregulation disorder is chronic severe persistent irritability okay you you realize that someone who has disruptive mood dysregulation disorder the type of anger that they show or the type of anger that they portray is not a normal type of anger that you'd normally see with someone who's experiencing something else yeah like um it's not that normal type of anger that you know there's there's a level of anger that someone can have but like there's a point where that ang- when someone has an extreme type of anger where it's out of proportion uh, compared to the situation maybe i took your pencil but now that i took your pencil you want to stab me with a knife that type of anger you get like me taking your pencil is not that it's it wouldn't bring out all that anger out of you but for someone who has disruptive mood dysregulation disorder something very very tiny could bring out very very bad anger or irritation and very bad temper and a very bad temper that does not fit the type of experience or the type of situation that they are in so another symptom is the the severe recurrent temper outburst manifested verbally yeah so this person might speak very angrily yes or behaviorally so this person may act very aggressively yeah that are grossly out of proportion in intensity or duration to the situation or provocation you get so like i said i might steal your pencil but then now you're thinking of stabbing me with a knife like me stealing your pencil is not worth you getting worked up to want to stab me with a knife yeah but for someone with disruptive mood dysregulation disorder would feel that way they'd feel like they want to stab you or they'd use very very aggressive words yeah very aggressive words that are not normal to the type of situation that this person is going through um also the temper outbursts are inconsistent with developmental level you know developmental levels like when you're a child you know like a childhood when you're in sorry when you're a child like um let's say from 2 to 6 years then you have from 12 to to 18 you know like that teenage phase yeah so the temper outbursts that this person experiences or manifests or shows yeah are inconsistent with the type of developmental level that this person is in for example if this child is between 2 to 6 years then you wouldn't expect a 2 to 6 year old child to be thinking about stabbing someone because they lost their pencil or the 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 mom left you know um or you wouldn't um expect a 12 year old who's like let's say would would consider them as like mentally more developed yeah so you wouldn't expect a 12 year old to think about jumping off a cliff just because 
they didn't pass the exams okay or you wouldn't expect a 35 year old who we expect is more um mentally and emotionally um mature to want to run you over with a car just because you misplaced the cup okay so that is that's what it means that the temper outbursts are inconsistent with developmental level also the temper outbursts occur on average 3 or more times per week so you see like there we've you've been given a duration of how consistent this temper outburst might be then the mood between temper outbursts is persistently irritable or angry most of the day nearly every day and is ob- observable by others yeah so between the first temperamental outburst and the second te- um temperamental outburst you can notice that there's a difference you you can notice that there's a difference between this how this person is acting how they're behaving how they're talking it's very observable that's why i was saying that sometimes people might not see that they are going through this type of depression but they're actually going it going through it if other people observe them clearly or closely enough yeah so i've mentioned four symptoms yeah i've mentioned forces four symptoms and those four symptoms have to have been present for 12 or more months for this person to be diagnosed with disruptive mood dysregulation disorder and throughout that time the individual has not had a period lasting 3 or more consecutive months without all the symptoms of the first four symptoms that i have mentioned then the first four symptoms are present in at least two or three settings and are severe in at least one of these The diagnosis should not be made for the first time before age 6 years or after age 18 years. So, for you cannot diagnose someone, okay, or a psychiatrist cannot or a, or a therap or a psychologist, they can't um diagnose you for disruptive mood dysregulation disorder if you had been experiencing those type of symptoms, the first four symptoms that I have mentioned. uh before the age of 6 and after 18 years yeah so by history or obs- or observation the age at onset by history or observation the age at onset of the first five symptoms is before 10 years yeah so it must have you must have had the symptoms before the age of 10 years and the best person to help you find out if you have this is something that you've had like since then is someone who is usually with you or has been with you throughout this time like your parent or your caretaker or whoever had been given the responsibility of taking care of you so symptoms are not better explained by any other disorder and symptoms are not attributable to the psychological effects of a substance that means that the temperamental outbursts should not be able to be defined by things like drugs or medication like you can't say that this person has disruptive mood dysregulation disorder if they have been on drugs 
if they have been on medication you cannot say that because sometimes medication and drugs like alcohol and stuff like that might give someone um might might tamper with someone's mental processes and they may develop symptoms that look like disruptive mood dysregulation disorder but then they actually are not so um the disruptive mood dysregulation disorder is something that people need to look out for and people need to be more closely involved with the people around them to be able to identify such symptoms um i know a friend of mine i won't say her name but as i was learning about this disruptive mood dysregulation disorder i realized that she has been constantly portraying symptoms of disruptive mood dysregulation disorder and let me tell you as a psychologist as a student of psychology sometimes it's not your intention to see particular symptoms like it's not your intention to psychoanalyze someone yeah it just happens like on a day like a doctor like how a doctor can just look at you and tell you hey you have malaria but as a psychologist you can also see someone with different types of mental illnesses yeah and it's very very hard for you not to notice because psychology by definition is the study of behavior and mental processes so if i have stayed with you long enough if i have known you long enough i can tell if there's been something that has been bothering you i can tell if there's something that has been inconsistent with your behavior and how you think and how you talk and stuff like that yeah so most of the time it's so hard for me not to observe such things and as i was saying i noticed that she had she has this disruptive mood dysregulation disorder also by the definition of how she explained to me about her childhood and stuff like that but then it's not in my position to tell her go see a doctor or go see a psychiatrist or go see a psychologist it is not because okay i would tell her but then i think most of the time people tend to take recommendations as you seeing them as a crazy person like as a psychologist if you if you're a psychologist and you're telling someone you need to go and see a therapist or you need to go for therapy people tend to see like you're judging them it's like now you you're you're judging them and they're not good enough you know they feel some type of way so i i have never told her about what i discovered who excuse me excuse me i'm sorry i'm sorry about that <laughs> i never told her about what i discovered but i really hope that she does get the help that she needs and or if she doesn't um i hope that it doesn't um affect her and her life and her relationships or anything like that um because as a friend also as a psychologist i'm not required to give therapy to my friends um i'm not required to give therapy to my family because 
of that closeness and that relationship that I have with them that may overshadow or that may cause me to not judge the situation in the right way yeah because of that relationship so um being a psychologist friend is not easy because you realize a lot of things about your friends and the fact that they're close to you just makes it hard for you to want to tell them what is going on but i hope that when they listen to this podcast and uh, they just listen to everything that i'm talking about and they do their own personal introspection introspection like i told you before is the study within oneself so if they do their own introspection and they know themselves they will understand what is going on in their lives and this might just help them this might just save them so i appreciate anyone who is listening to this podcast because this podcast is about to change your life this podcast is about to give you hope this podcast is about to teach you a lot of things that you'd normally not hear people teaching you about or telling you about and i'm a very huge advocate for mental health and mental health awareness and mental ending of mental health stigmatization because that is where we are as a generation and if as a generation we understand that these things are there and that we need to deal with them in the right way then and only then will we be able to save the coming generations I hope you loved this podcast. I hope you learned something new. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you had fun listening to this podcast and learning. Yeah, you know, if, if you're someone who likes learning, you, you'll find this interesting. Yeah. So I hope you have a nice day. You have a nice evening. You have a nice everything and a fantastic everything. And I hope you tune in to next episode so that we can continue learning we can continue talking we can continue addressing the things that we need to understand as a generation in order to change the lives of the people who will come after us and that's it that's it for you that's it for me and i hope to see you in my next podcast bye bye love you all